Hi guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Turf Talk. Um, so today we'll be talking about the Euros, right? So Euros starting on the 11th. We are all excited about it. Summer of football. I know. Uh, top European teams competing. Yeah. Some of the best players from our favorite clubs are playing, right? So, Nikhil, what are you most excited about? Uh, I'm just excited to watch football again and you know not get bored in the summer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> usually the summers are like dead, right? You're just looking for transfer rumors every day. Yeah. There's no games. Um, nothing going on. Uh, and um, I think it'll be fun, right? I mean, we always watch tournaments, uh, you know, we go to pubs and watch it together, right? Uh, yeah. At, at least crucial games and stuff in the morning, like breakfast and stuff. Yeah. Because it's during that time uh, when the matches happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And then uh, we have our own uh, uh, prediction games. Yeah. Uh, that too. And, you know, overall, yes, like you said, the teams, um, some of the teams uh, look great. Uh, and uh, love the way they play. And international tournaments are a different breed, man. Uh, somehow, I feel that um, tactically as well, it's different. I mean, y- you can't compare uh, club football tactics to an international tournament tactics. Even the players are not uh, mentally drilled that way uh, to perform league matches. This is like tournament football. You win one game, you go to the next one, and then you just have to win like, seven games and you're in the final, right? Right. And I think it's it's actually a lot of football, right? Because in a month, they can play, what, seven to eight games. Yeah. But if you're playing in a league, you get rest days. Yes, yes. Um, you're not playing the best every week. Here, you're playing the best teams pretty much every second or third day. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think tactically, it's different. Yeah. Um, you don't get as much rest. You're under scrutiny, especially the big clubs where or the big teams where you reach the quarters, semis, finals. Oh, <laughs> and you don't have a lot of rest, right? You're just playing. Yes. Uh, and potentially playing one twenty minutes. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, That's I agree. Lot. I think tactically it's different international setup. You are not playing with the same set of players week in week out. Different managers. Different right? managers. So, yeah, you're used to play a certain way in a certain club for a year and right. then you go to a different manager in a different team where he changes your entire philosophy of playing football. Yeah, you pretty much have an entire season in less than a month. Right, right. Yeah, excited to see tactics, managers, players. Um, excited to see the matches together. Oh, uh, yeah. Weekend matches, right? Because they're either at I guess nine our time or noon. Mm. So I think we can catch some of the games. Yes. Let's talk about, uh, you know, history or background about Euro, right? I, I know that uh, some of our listeners would be, you know, looking forward to the Euros as well. So I thought, you know, it'd be a good way to introduce this episode yeah. with, with the history. Yeah. So uh, we, we did some digging before the episode. <laughs> um, so yeah. this was founded in 1958 and the tournament started in 1960. So it's it's been around for what sixty years now. Yeah, and it's twenty four of the best in Europe competing for the top spot, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they had some rule changes where there were sixteen or twenty clubs, twenty teams, and I think yeah. since the last Euro, it's twenty four. So exciting for the fans because we get to see more games. So yeah, it's twenty four teams competing for the top spot. Nothing surprising here, but the top. 
two nations who have won the most titles are Germany and Spain. They have three each. Yeah, man. Again, I I don't think they'll be the ones lifting the trophy this year, but you know. <laughs> we'll get to predictions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I think over the years, Euros has given us some iconic moments, right? Yeah. And we we were trying to pick the three that we felt were like iconic enough, did justice. Yeah. Again, these are not in the order of priority, but I think the one that we agreed on was Greece winning the Euros in 2004. That was amazing, man. I mean, uh, that was the most uh, unexpected win of all. I don't think they've ever been to even a semi-final until then right greece as a as a team right yeah and i think i mean we didn't know most of the players <laughs> yeah. who were playing for the national yeah. team i think if i recall it was just yeah yeah yana Kopoulos who played for bolton which is not <laughs> even the, <laughs> right. the top team <laughs> right um but yeah them winning in 2004 was yeah it was uh special i think they were uh, Towards the final it was like everyone was like supporting greece because they were such an underdog and, yeah you know the whole idea of sport is like, you know, everyone enjoys an underdog winning something. Yeah. You know, so by the end, it was Greece. Everyone wants Greece to win. Greece yeah, to I, win. I, I feel yeah. bad for the opponent because I know. pretty much the entire <laughs> world was against them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So that was one. Uh, the This one is pretty funny. Um, so Italy won the semis by a coin toss in 1968. Oh man. So apparently there were no penalties back then, <laughs> no golden goal. Semis, uh, you know, scores tied. That's so stupid uh, if you think about it, right? And, and Why the, are you playing? And, the, <laughs> and they actually went on to win the Euros that year. So I think they wow. beat Yugoslavia 2 0. Sad, sad, it's just funny. Absurd. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know that actually until you, you point that out. But um, yeah, having a coin toss. Uh, to start the game and end the game. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. And the third thing, um, I think most of our listeners or football fans have heard of Paneka, the chip penalty shot. So it was actually in Euros where Anton and Paneka uh, scored with the famous chip penalty. Yeah. I think you should describe what, what it is, like what that chip shot is. Yeah, so it's basically down the center where the striker is hoping the keeper will predict where you're going to score, either left or right, and they'll premeditate and dive, right? Yeah. And then what the striker is doing is just chipping down the center. And very slow. <laughs> and very slow. Very slow. And it's it can be embarrassing for the keeper because you've predicted, premeditated and, you know, and now you're committed and there's yeah. no going back. Right. Um, so anyway, he made it famous. This happened in 1976. Um, and I think after that, they just coined the term Paneka penalty or the Paneka shot. That's, that's crazy. So anyway, man. that's, uh, that was a like very a good fact. <laughs> fun facts. <laughs> fun facts from the Tough Talk. <laughs> yes. And again, I mean, I'm sure our listeners have more fun facts out there. So let us know. Yeah. If you guys have anything to add to that or uh, anything that you know about that we missed out, uh, please let us know through all our social channels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, moving on to, um, you know, what are the teams that you 
think would do well. Let's let's just pick like four teams, right, uh, for the semis. So let's start with like Germany and Spain. Like they have won the most. Do you think they they make it to the top four? I think Spain will make it to the top four, as in the semi-finals. In right? the semi-finals, so the f- last four we can say. We are so used to the Premier League yeah. that for us everything is top four. <laughs> um, but I think I think Spain they don't have the best squad this time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right with the whole Super League issue. Um, yeah. I don't think any of the Madrid players are in the Spain squad. None of right? them, actually. So I don't know if it's deliberate or them just being out of form. Again, it's questionable, but um, I think they still have quality and they'll make it to the semis. Okay. Um, I think Germany will miss out because they are in the group of death. Uh, because in their group, there's France, Portugal, Germany, and Hungary. Okay. Um, yeah. I think France and Portugal have better quality so hmm. for me they'll finish they they'll be in the semis yeah because i don't think france and portugal will meet again until the semis or the finals yeah. the way the tournament is structured yeah france portugal and i think belgium okay they have quality and then spain i think it was pretty easy to pick france yeah yeah i would say so they they were the runners up and the previous euros right 20 yeah. portugal won 16 yeah um they won the finals in 2018 world cup yeah exactly and then they have i think they can have three good teams mm. <laughs> there are players who didn't make it to the squad <laughs> yes i agree i mean uh, they have uh, an amazing squad of players uh, quality that they have uh, in every department right defense and you know midfield and forward as well um i i would pick at least I think two out of the three, four teams that you mentioned. Um, I think almost three. I would say <laughs> <laughs> um, my teams were like France, uh, Belgium, and uh, Italy, and uh, the fourth one was between Germany and Portugal. Whoever gets through, uh, you know, from that group of death. Um, but you know, France, like you said, for obvious reasons, that like they have an amazing squad. They can beat any team on a given day. Yeah. Uh, if they play like ten out of ten level, right? And uh, Belgium, because I think they're they're always the um, you know you always have those players in Belgium to do it, but they never performed. Right. Like the golden generation that they talk about with <laughs> Belgium. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping like they they achieve something, right? Uh, because they have they have really good players at least in the attacking sense. Uh, defensively, I'm not too uh, big a fan of theirs. They also have an aging defense, right? I yes, yes, Vertonghen, yeah, uh, Alderweireld as well. So yeah, they, the Tottenham there's no defense. company, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. There's no company, yeah. Uh, leadership qualities missing. Um, Italy is my third team. Uh, I think they are the underdogs, like dark horses of the tournament. Uh, we really have to watch out. You know, how I'm surprised they... you picked Italy. Yeah, I I did uh, because I think uh, they have players who have been playing decent. And uh, they gel well in the team, uh, and they've performed really well in the qualifiers and stuff. Hmm. So I think they they have a chance of at least reaching the semis and you know whatever happens after that, uh, who knows. Um, and uh, the other one, the obvious uh, Germany, Portugal, uh, whoever makes it. I, I hope Portugal do make it. And German players, I mean, I have a lot of Chelsea players there now. Yeah. So whoever makes it, uh, you know, good for them. Um, 
but other than that uh, if you look uh, you know the uh, the other teams uh, in the competition um, obviously we have to talk about england um, <laughs> it's funny we talk about <laughs> epl every week and then not pick england in a top 4 <laughs> i'm sure kamish would have picked uh, england yeah yeah i'm pretty sure about that we should ask him later <laughs> but uh, let us know in the comments <laughs> yeah actually what's the I mean, I'm sure there are multiple reasons why we didn't pick England, but what's the top reason for you? Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think... Um, Is it I the number Southgate. of right backs? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> oh, that should be another episode. <laughs> right backs. <laughs> I, think, um, I think Southgate has an awesome squad. Uh, so whatever he picked, right? Yeah. Uh, four right backs or whatever. I think he mentioned why he picked it because he went for uh, player quality versus yeah. what position they play. So he picked like 30 best players, right? Yeah. yeah. And he ended up with like four right backs. Um, but he doesn't know how to use them, man. Uh, I th- I don't think the quality that England has, if they had a better manager, I think they would do well. Um, if they end up winning or, you know, if they end up going to semis or finals, good for them. I mean, I would enjoy it because, you know, I have Chelsea players there who I follow a lot and I'd be happy for them. But uh, as a team, uh, national team, uh, I don't see them doing well because of that. They they lack the tactical nuance uh, which you need for an international tournament. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, their attacking lineup is pretty scary. Yeah. Um, they have a goal scorer in Kane. They have... Sancho, Sterling, Rashford, Grealish. Foden. Foden, Mount. I mean, Mount plays midfield, but... Yeah. But if you're playing five players in the defense, you don't have enough players to choose from. Like, I mean, you only have two spots for eight players. Right. Right. And no matter the names that you said are all going to be competing for those two spots. You can only have 11 in the team. Yeah. So if you don't change your tactics, you're not even going to use them properly. Yeah, I hope, at least for the fans, I hope they play four at the back, not yeah, five. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Like, I mean, they may concede, like, he, he'll have to go, like, we can outscore you. And that's the only way I see England doing something. It's difficult to associate exciting with Gareth Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, hopefully he, you know, doesn't pick like a boring, boring 11. Yeah, yeah. Play five at the back. <laughs> two defensive midfielders. Yeah. And and who goes into a tournament with like five midfielders, man? I, I mean, imagine like Henderson hasn't played for three months. Right. Phillips gets injured. Who, who else is going to play there? Yeah, I think Declan Rice is a sure shot starter. Yes, but with him, like... It's probably Mount. He's hardworking. He yeah, can he, help he, defensively. Yes. Good attacking wise as well. I think um, what's what's gonna happen is he's going to end up playing players out of position a lot. Yeah. During the tournament. And that may backfire. It's probably his last tournament. If England don't end up in semis. Yeah. Yeah. England is one. And I think the other team, I'm I'm hoping they finish in the semis or each semis is Netherlands. Oh nice. Yeah. There's no Van Dyke. But I think they have a decent squad. Yeah, Wijnaldum, Depay, Depay yeah. De Young, yeah. De Jong. De Lit as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they have a good uh, starting level. They may not have the resources to switch tactics within a game 
by switching players and you know the same quality of players yeah you know and uh, do something out of it but if if the 11 stays fit and you know they perform every game you know they might do well yeah uh i also had like denmark i was thinking is one of the teams which may do well i was watching their game uh, the other day with germany they played really well um you know with eriksen managing the midfield and you know uh, distributing balls it was pretty good so I-, i think they are another team to watch out for they might end up doing something good this tournament yeah i mean we have the usual suspects i think we have a few different teams um, yeah. i don't know italy that well to be honest Um, yeah, he's got uh, he's got Chiesa, yeah, and Cellini um, at the back as well. So they will perform if they stay fit. Mancini is the manager; he has experience, and you know, I personally feel just based on their form, they can do well. Yeah, and you know, Italy. Obviously, I mean, I'll, I'll root for them if if they end up there. But yeah, after France, maybe. <laughs> Which which team are we missing? Um, we'll end up missing one or the other team. Um, I think we should talk about uh, players more. Like what what player do you think is going to you know just light up the Euros? I mean, France has a decent squad, and it's difficult to pick which player will light up the tournament because there's Kante. Like he, if he's fit, I think yeah. France is in the finals. Yes, um, because I think with him. Pogba is a superstar. Oh yeah, totally. Gives Mbappe the freedom. They have Benzema back. Yeah. Griezmann. Um, <laughs> their lineup is scary. Crazy. <laughs> uh, I, I think the only weakness is the keeper. I don't really like Lloris, but yeah, me too. Actually, their backup keeper is really good. Um, he should start, but they won't because it's Lloris. Uh, And I think he's also the captain. So oh yeah, you can't um, really you know suspend him. <laughs> yeah. So for the top team, it's difficult to. Pick the best player. I think it's going to be Kante. Yeah, I think he's a big game player. Um, oh, totally. We we saw it in the finals. Yeah, even in the semi-finals. So he got three consecutive man of the match uh, in Champions League, both semi-finals against Real Madrid and the final against Man City, and also one leg of the Atletico Madrid's uh, quarterfinals. Wow. He got uh, man of the match. Imagine he's a defensive midfielder. <laughs> taking man of the match in uh, every uh, you know at least four out of five important games right towards the end of the season uh, he's if he's in form um, he can cover every blade of grass i mean yeah. the famous quote right <laughs> 70% of the earth is covered by water the other 30% covered by <laughs> <I> can't can't <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that's a meme going on but <laughs> no i think he has to be one of the best midfielders of this generation absolutely um and he's so humble man <laughs> yeah you have to you have to see him like uh, you know even during interviews or even after they've won even after they've won the world cup right he didn't even touch the trophy until everyone had their moment you know and they had to pull him and make him lift the trophy pogba and you know every other player there um and it was the same you know last week as well um he was very quiet humble very very nice guy yeah Yeah, I mean if you see his progress, won the league with Leicester. Yeah. Went to Chelsea. Won the league, won the Champions League, won the World Cup with France. Yeah, won the Europa League, won the FA Cup, won the Europa FA. He's everything won everything. in 5 years, yeah. Yeah. Everything that a player can win, he has those trophies. Yeah. I think he'll 
probably win the euro right <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully but yeah that's a good pick man um yeah that's that's actually a hard pick like uh, you know player of the tournament like for a defensive midfielder that hardly happens uh, it goes to you know either a very good defender like van dijk or something or or the most uh, scoring player goal scoring player um i would say i mean i don't know uh, i haven't watched a lot of uh, jaden sancho mm. but from what i hear about his game and um, even bellingham uh, from england bellingham is yeah he's class i mean the last uh, day i was watching that game he was amazing so i think one of them um this is their opportunity like they can go there and perform like hell and make england win a trophy after what 50 years 60 years right um so that'll be great i mean i'll be happy for england but i don't think that's going to happen <laughs> man <laughs> we are just not seeing it yeah yeah but um, yeah that'll be one player after the entire france squad that i would <laughs> look at um actually i'm excited about portugal as well uh, because nikol you mentioned this in the last episode ruben diaz yeah and uh, fonte won yep, the yeah. league with lil in france and he's what 37 38 <laughs> um so they i think portugal have an exciting squad yeah ronaldo is still playing i, I know. think he'll score jao felix yeah bruno fernandes um right i'm sure i'm missing half the world squad uh, yeah <laughs> jota yeah. he's at liverpool now but jota is playing yeah so i think they have a good team and i think bruno will do well given the form he's in right. i think he's one of the players to watch out for yeah I think he has goal scorers now. At United he was the only one who was <laughs> you know right. affecting the game but with Portugal there's Ronaldo, there's Jao Felix, there's Jota, there's there's Steel at the back. Yeah. I think yeah, I agree. Uh Portugal has a good uh, good team. I just worry about, you know, in tournaments you don't know injuries can happen and then you're just gone like you need those characters in the team to actually uh step up and you know perform to that level. So say if something happens to Bruno who's the next one going in there right that's where i'm thinking that england have a chance if they tactically go for you know what kind of players they have um rather than just being the defensive counter attacking team well uh i think that's all we had for today thank you for listening in guys yeah and let us know what you what your predictions are which team do you want to win do you yeah. think will win um uh, which team will underperform um and your player of the tournament predictions actually before we go um harsh who do you think will win and who do you want to win uh who do i think will win i think it's pretty clear france has to win i think it'll be so i i think they will win who do i want to win i want an underdog to win okay so netherlands okay I was always fascinated by Netherlands right right from Robin oh yeah uh, Van Nistelrooy and I think they still have exciting talent it's just that they have an easy group easy ish group I think they yeah. can qualify it's just that <laughs> I don't uh, they don't have the depth and without Van Dijk it's I think even if they come out of the group they're going to probably struggle with teams like uh, if they get uh, drawn against teams like even England I I think they'll struggle against that also because because yeah. of the lack of uh, defensive uh, experience I would say um 
but that's that's a good shout actually underdog winning the tournament i mean you want them to win the tournament right okay okay what about you nikhil um uh, both my answers are same i think i think <laughs> france is going to win or yeah. i mean i want them to win and i i think they will win as well um it's crazy how yeah. dominant they have been yeah i was actually thinking about this so 10 years ago so world cup euros right um 10 years ago it was 2010 and 2008 spain won the world cup and spain won the euros yeah then it was 98 and 2000 which france won the world cup and france won the euros so i think that's going to happen again like france wins the world cup and france wins the euros in 2018 and 2020 so 10 years right so that pattern maybe wow that's <laughs> psych that's, that's some research but no i think they have a good chance i mean i want them to win i mean if they don't win hard luck but uh, they're the best team man um, and they i mean strangely they're also a very likable team there are very few teams yeah. that are likable especially when they are that dominant yeah i agree i agree yes i think with that we can end the episode here thanks guys thanks for listening in um, see you on the next one thanks guys bye bye